Welcome to Revenue Rehab, your one-stop destination for collective solutions to the biggest challenges faced by marketing leaders today. Now head on over to the couch, make yourself comfortable, and get ready to change the way you approach revenue. Leading your recovery is modern marketer, author, speaker, and chief operating officer at Tegrita, Brandy Starr. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Revenue Rehab. I am your host, Brandy Starr, and we have another amazing episode for you today. Um, I am joined by Angela Chong. Angela is the founder and executive producer of Amplify Podcasts. 2024 marks her fourth year in the podcasting industry, previously managing a talented team of producers and working with mid-enterprise level clients. As a founder, Angela believes in conducting business with emotional intelligence, emphasizing empathy, encouragement, and empowerment as her core values. Before leaping into podcasting, Angela served in a variety of roles in digital marketing, sales, and customer success. She knows that her experience sets her up for success in the work she's doing now as a small business owner. Angela is also the proud wife of Paul, and together they have a daughter and a fur baby, Zuko. Angela, welcome to Revenue Rehab. Your session begins now. Thanks so much, Brandy. Thanks for having me here. You are welcome. I am excited to talk to you. I think I always get a little nervous when I have the podcast professionals uh, here <laughs> on the couch, um, but love being able to learn, uh, you know, something from the folks that have been doing this for a long time. Sure, sure. Um, so before we jump into our topic today, I like to break the ice with a little woo moment that I call buzzword banishment. So what industry buzzword would you like to get rid of forever? I really thought about this because I ironically would stop all of the social posts that begin with the negative or the pessimistic view of stop doing this, don't do this. I find it to be so irking. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel um, it normally feels very threatening is kind of what I, you know, when I paused and thought about it, I was like, why don't I like this? And I just, it's almost like that um, innate, well, why would I stop doing something just because you said it, you know? So um, I do find tone on the internet really fascinating and, mm. and people like Justin Welsh and Gary Vee, they can have really strong point of views. And I don't find it threatening. It's almost like this is this is for your best interest. And so, but if, it, if it's just someone who's like, yeah, just stop doing this. I'm like, but, but why? You know, <laughs> but what makes you almost like what makes you qualified to say that, you know, um, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a really great point because it, it almost seems like that has become the trend in yes. leading with the negative as yes. opposed to like, okay, here's how we can do better. Um, right. You know, and so it is more of the uh, like, just stop doing this. Don't do that. And it, it almost to me reminds me of like, when you're a little kid, uh, you know, and your parents are like, don't touch that, you know, yes, stop doing that. 
And, yes. and, and yeah, it is. I think that's why I tend to reject it as well. Yeah. I, you know what it is too? It feels like a gimmick to become known versus just mm. helping, just help your audience, you know? Yeah. And that, that, that's a great, uh, great point. Well, now that we have gotten that off our chest, I can promise that I will not lead with the negative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so now that we've gotten that off our chest, tell me what brings you to revenue rehab? Yes, I, well, first an invitation. So thank you so much for letting me be here today. Um, I definitely wanted to talk through how great podcasting is for developing relationships for businesses. And it's, it's that long-term play. It's a great tool to break. It's not just to break the ice, but to really get the relationship started. And, um, I mean, if I may, I get to meet you for the very first time today. And yeah. I feel like, uh, in a normal sales call or, um, a traditional business meeting, it feels like there's a little bit of pressure to say, Hey, you know, this is what my company is all about. But I think with podcasting, it's so much like the pressure is off in a way, even, even though you can be nervous as a guest or a host, the pressure is still off to start a relationship. And I think for your particular audience, they would find that really helpful to hear. Um, and that, that is a great point. So, you know, jumping back, back at episode 66, I talked to Rachel Downing about the power of podcasting and cultivating yes. the brand's love. And so we started that conversation around how podcasting can really help a brand. And so I'm really excited to talk to you about really the relationship aspect and how podcasting can help build relationships. Um, before I, I jump into my first question, I believe in setting intentions. It gives us focus. It gives us purpose. And most important, it lets our audience know what they should expect from our discussion today. And so what are, what's your best hope for our talk? What would you like people to take away from the discussion? Yes. I think, uh, first the, just exactly what we said, this might be a twofold answer. So exactly what we just said podcasting is an amazing long-term relationship development tool. And then um, podcasts do take a lot of work. <laughs> it's it's amazing still how many people I talk to are like, yeah, we can just like get this up and running, right? I'm like, oh, there might be some, some planning that needs to happen first. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, uh, you know, honestly, that is the reason I think we held off for almost two years uh, yeah. and resisted the starting a podcast based on the level of effort. And sure. um, it has been great, like very worth it. But, you know, I, I echo that sentiment in that it is a lot of work. Um and so let's, you know, I want to start with a real foundational question, uh, because okay. we talk about leveraging podcasts to drive relationships. And, and this question will sound pretty self-explanatory, but always like to, to, you know, lay the foundation. So what relationships? So if I'm in, you know, I, I'm, I'm a brand and I've got yep. a voice 
And so what relationships am I aiming to build with a podcast? It's a great question. This can be various relationships. I mean, obviously professional relationships. So you could be a sales team member um, as the host and you're wanting to sell the product or service that you are a part of and you have thought through this podcast uh, premise could be really solid if, if we bring on you know other other businesses or even customers I primarily am in the b2b realm but I I do believe that podcasting could help b2c businesses as well and in the b2c realm I would imagine um, that relationships for partners would be the best step to take. So developing partnerships, people that you also want to work with, uh, vendors that you want to work with, it just really opens the door for those sorts of conversations. If if you're a CEO or someone on the C-suite, building relationships with other executives um, within your industry or parallel to your industry doesn't have to be people who are, you know, your competitors or anything like that, but it could be people that you are interested in, that you're interested in learning from. And I think, especially when you're in the C-suite, it's so uh, needed to have those conversations with others at your level uh, to learn, but also with, with others, you know, maybe who are in a different position in a lower tier in a company. So that's a long-winded answer of saying, I think there's so many potential relationships that you could have uh, by starting a podcast. Okay. And so I think that's a good way for me to kind of break it down. So let's let's talk about the sales side and building yeah. relationships with customers and prospects. Um, sure. I know, you know, just from the majority of my audience is B2B heads of marketing. And just yeah. from having some of those conversations, like this is a key driver as to why, you know, there's an interest in starting a podcast. And so in some of those conversations, the, the question that gets raised is, you know, obviously podcast content is great content to use in the, the sales cycle. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it helps with thought leadership and, and all those things that are, are pretty obvious. But when it mm -hmm. comes down to like building real relationships, how yes. do you see podcasting like really either starting a relationship, you know, like you talked about, we just met today. Like, how do you see podcasting starting relationships or even strengthening existing relationships? Like, you know, it, sure. it, sometimes people think about like, you have a guest on, you talk to them for how many ever minutes. How does that translate into something that is long-term and meaningful? That's a great question. I love that. I really believe this is where some of the emotional intelligence comes in. And that's that's something I'm super passionate about. So especially with starting relationships, you get to ask them all, almost anything that you want. I, so it needs to focus in on the premise that you have for your show. And 
have some questions along those lines. But truly, this is your opportunity to get to know someone like you would anyone else. Like you're just meeting someone for the first time. Again, I go back to that pressure of, especially in business, there's like this pressure of I need to present myself well. I need to make sure I'm I'm giving a good first impression. And that is absolutely true. But with podcasting, I feel like it breaks down the barriers of getting to know the human of you're a CEO, but you're also a human. <laughs> and I get to spend a couple of minutes really deep diving into some genuine questions. Um, and, and even before, before you hit recording, you, you may have a pre-interview, you may talk for a few minutes like we did. And that's a really good chance to be like, hi, how are you actually, how's your day going really? And sometimes to me, the emotional intelligence comes in with, you have to be in a good mindset as the host a lot of the times the hosts are, you know, the people who are very used to representing a brand or used to representing their business. And so there, there definitely may be a level of self-awareness, but it's really getting into a good mindset of I get to meet this person. I get to really engage this person. I get to um, put the spotlight on this person. It's not about me right now. You know, I think, I think also that mindset of, it's not about me. It's about them and getting to know them and making sure that they feel heard and listened to. And so naturally, when someone feels like I'm I'm being heard by you, wow, that's incredible. I think that's always <laughs> indication of I want to I want to know this person more. You know, um, if I'm a guest and I feel heard by my host, I definitely want to check in on them. Like, Hey, thanks so much for having me on your show. Um, I want to learn more about their company. You know, essentially if you're that great of a listener, <laughs> then you probably have a really great business. <laughs> um, that may not be an accurate, you know, uh, an accurate equator, but it's at least a good indication of you're not an egotistical person. So maybe I do want to pay attention to your business. Okay. And one of the, you know, um, not to, you know, so we're going to avoid the negative, but sometimes sure. I do like to jump into like the naysayers um, and, yeah. and what are some of the the pushback or the rebuttals that I hear for something yep. that, you know, to me seems like a great idea if you can, you know, pull it together effectively. But one of the things that I've heard people say when it comes to tapping into podcasting, for building relationships related to sales is mm -hmm. that they feel like there's an ick factor of sure. like almost like a bait and switch of I'm mm. asking you to be on this podcast because I really hope to sell to you. And rather than, <laughs> you know, being direct about that, I'm going to ask you, you know, to give up your time in this other context um, and, and so what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you be both genuine in yeah. interviewing and building relationships in a genuine way, but also recognize that there is a desired revenue output um, or outcome that you are looking for? Like, how do you balance the two without that icky bait and switch? Yes, 
Absolutely. I think that can, that can feel like it's happening, especially if, again, you're not prepping yourself in a good mindset. Um, I would say that you need to go in with a solid intention. I would say that a lot of great salespeople, especially the salespeople I've worked with and were trained by, they are very much like, here are the facts. This is an investment for you. Take all the time you need. You know, you don't, you don't have to make a decision right now. And so that's the kind of sales background that I kind of come from. I come from the giver mentality versus the taker. So when I think of sales and podcasting, to me, they go hand in hand because I'm not really uh, overtly trying to sell you. I'm trying to open up the conversation so that when you think of a need and I get to fill that need, then you think, wait, I, I've built some of that trust with that person. And most people buy from people that they trust. And so while it, it they're definitely, I mean, that is an absolute reality of, and I, and I talk about this on LinkedIn all the time, like it is true a podcast can be great for your revenue. It can open those doors. This is really, truly a relationship play. And that's why it's long-term. I don't think you're going to have a short turnaround for a sales cycle from a podcast episode, but people are going to trust you and you're going to start that trust by having a genuine conversation. And if you try to sell people, it's almost like if you try too hard, they're probably not going to buy from you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I think that having a show and having a conversation is the way to go anyway. Um, Whether that's having a cup of coffee or having a podcast episode where you then get to have all this great content for both you as a business and your guest. So I think that's more of a win-win scenario. Yeah. And, and that's, um, that's been my response to people is it definitely is, you know, a, a long game. It's a long play. Yeah. And I think of podcasting, you know, if you group your initiatives, it is more of a brand initiative um, sure. where the, you know, you're not going to have a specific, this person was a guest on the podcast and then the opportunity moved to this stage like that. It could happen, you know, sometimes conversations spark a need and excuse me. And someone's like, Oh, you know what? We need should have that conversation, but that's more needle in a haystack um, that it is more of a a long-term play. Yep. Absolutely. And also as as you were saying, there are plenty of businesses who start podcasts for brand awareness. And it it really is, if you, if you start your episode with integrity of, I'm not going to sell you right now. I simply want to break down some barriers and get to know you as a person. That to me is much better branding than, than a well thought out, you know, explainer video. Uh, there's definitely room for explainer videos, probably for especially if you're a software. But if you're a service organization, um, breaking down barriers is is everything to services. 
And I want to jump back to something that you said earlier, which was around the premise of your show. Um, and that is always the, you know, biggest question um, and where, you know, I have had some conversations with people. It, it seems like there is this challenge around the goal being for the brand to get their message out into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And so it is, there's a little bit of a struggle in how do we take the actual business goal and spin it into figuring out the premise of a show? And so mm -hmm. if we're thinking about podcasting as a mechanism of building relationships, what are your thoughts or, you know, your advice in trying to figure out the premise of your podcast that can kind of serve both, both purposes. That's a show that people want to listen to, that they want to be a guest on, but that also helps your B2B brand to get its message into the marketplace. Absolutely. So for businesses who have a very strong understanding of their target audience, I think this could go really well. If, if you... Uh, I know there's some some uh, slack is the right word. I don't know if that's the right word, but there's some some grief towards the ideal customer avatar. Uh, but and and that's fine. But as as long as you have your main audience that you're really trying to reach, I think a strong podcast premise really revolves around niching down. And from from everything that I know about what good marketing looks like is that the further down you niche, the more ROI you're going to drive because people know exactly where to go. I think a lot of podcasts right now are in the business world are still being very vague of we're going to interview lots of leaders. We're going to interview uh, subject matter experts. And that's totally fine. But as, as podcasting becomes more and more popular, the niching down is going to become not just needed, but required. And you also have to know your tone. Not everybody can pull off like an edutaining, if you will, a podcast. Um, some people can. Some people have that personality and, and that's great. But that's really knowing who you are as a business, knowing who, who you are as a host, and just really leaning into your strengths. As far as going back to, as far as the premise itself, uh, it needs to be very strong. It needs to be specific. It needs to be towards your very targeted audience. Um, and it needs to, to really very much like a business. It needs to solve a problem. Why should people listen to you? on a weekly basis, uh, what's going to draw them back? And this is a lot of storytelling. It's like, that's where like art meets science. It's like, I could give you lots of, you know, really good questions to ask yourself, but sometimes I think it's really testing the waters. Definitely having an overarching theme for your show, definitely having episode topics, but then it is sometimes, as much as I love planning, as much as I believe that you should have a very solid plan, Sometimes it is going in and being like, is this working? No. Okay. Let's tweak it just a little bit uh, with the feedback that we're getting from, from our audience. 
Okay. And then um, I want to shift a little bit. We, you talked about building relationships uh, in order to strengthen your network or, you know, mm -hmm. in the industry or, or other like peers. And so um, just would love to hear your thoughts if, you know, I'd say that's probably the less common podcast purpose, but I am seeing it pop up a lot more, um, seeing heads of marketing saying, hey, we're thinking about starting a podcast for our CEO uh, to, you know, help get greater penetration in the network and more, per you know, more people to know who they are in order to strengthen the brand. And so, you know, talk a bit about how building relationships in that space is different than building relationships through podcasting for a sales purpose. Yes, this definitely goes into personal branding for, sorry, I'm going to clarify. You're saying for, especially for like anyone in the C-suite from a business? Yeah, like really, you know, yeah. you have one purpose of trying to drive sales and connecting mm -hmm. with your customers and prospects versus mm -hmm. trying to build relationships that are more networking, you know, peer to peer. Um, and so just really interested in your thoughts. If those are the kinds of relationships that someone is trying to build through a podcast, how does that yeah. look different than those trying to build relationships with customers and prospects? Great. Yep. Thank you. I don't think they're too far off. I think for the premise of your show, it could be a bit more broad. Um, if you're in the C-suite and you're looking to connect with other executives, um, or if you're looking to connect with other businesses that you're interested in, th that really does go hand in hand. You know, maybe you do want to work with a different type of business uh, because you want to form a partnership. So you reach out maybe to their C-suite and, and you go from there from building the relationship. But I also think um, if you're a founder or a CEO and you're looking to build your personal brand, almost like a Gary Vee, you have so many people that you could talk to um, and they don't have to be other executives. They can be anybody that you're interested in from any industry. And that's where it goes back to, but what am I talking about on my show? And I, I would, I would still say the more niche, the better, uh, even if you are building your personal brand, even if you're trying to push your, your own thoughts to build your thought leadership credibility, you, you simply have a little bit more option, uh, and who to talk to because the world is sort of your oyster there. <laughs> so. Okay. And um, I think sort of the last angle that I'd like to talk about is mm -hmm. like the the lasting part of building relationships. Because, um, sure. you know, I can think of, I've been a guest on a lot of podcasts over the years, in addition to hosting. And I can honestly say that there are more than not, you know, I had a great interview, but it was just an interview. There was not a, there was not a relationship built, you know, to the point that there's been some that, you know, if you said the podcast host's name, I wouldn't even recognize it as a name that I know. Um, yeah, and I don't wow. mean that in any like insulting way. It's like no, you know, no, no put down to them, but it just, it, it was not a opportunity to foster a relationship. Sure. And 
so I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, if, if driving relationships through a podcast, whatever kind of relationships is the goal and relationships that are lasting, like what are some of the, the tips to make it so it's not just an interview that you really are establishing and strengthening relationships? Like what, you know, what's kind of the big picture there? Yes, absolutely. It's a great point. I think this is where uh, salespeople actually have an advantage because they're really used to following up and following through and driving the long-term play. It's it's really about that follow-through and gosh, that's not everybody's strength. I mean, really, especially if you're creative sometimes, you're like, you know, just off doing whatever. Um, and so you don't follow up with your guests. I think, I think there's, and maybe I'm in a little bit of an echo chamber because I, I feel like I hear this all the time. Um, there is that giftology thought line of, let me, let me really follow up with some gifts. Let me follow up with just, hi, how are you? Um, I think it's, setting reminders for yourself, especially if that's not your strong suit. I need to check in with this person. We had this great conversation. Hey, I remember we talked about this. Um, how, how's that going for you? You know, any changes that's happened in the last six months? I think it's really, it can be as simple as that. And I, I just think that follow through piece is really hard for some people. And that actually is where a creative partner um, can come in and help remind you, even send the emails for you um, so that you don't have to kind of think through that. Hmm. I was going to say, so what I'm hearing is the key there is to be really purposeful in the follow-up. Um, I think so. Yes. And, and actually make that a priority and, and thinking about, you know, the podcast planning process and trying to get it off the ground you know, I would say just from, you know, our process of, of getting Revenue Rehab launched through talking to other people, that thinking about that follow-up um, beyond just, you know, reminding them to share the episode isn't something that is necessarily a part of the planning process. And what I'm hearing is if driving relationships is a part of your goal, then that's got to also be a part of the process as well. Um, exactly. And that it's not just going to happen by happenstance. Uh <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I was on a sales team, right. That did the prospecting, that did event planning. And then I was also the one that followed up after the event. Like there's, there's really that follow-up piece. Um, and that's, that is where you get to say, you know, it's been enough time in your mind. I would never say this to a person in your mind. It's been enough time. It's been about six months to a year. Really, I really felt like I've I've done a lot of giving. Maybe it's time to do a little ask. Hey, would you mind if I shared, you know, a little bit more about my company? Or even better, I heard that you had this problem. I actually might be able to help you solve that with my organization. 
Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and so talking about our challenges is just the first step and nothing changes if nothing changes. And so in traditional therapy, the therapist will give the client some homework, but here at Revenue Rehab, we like to flip that on its head and ask you to give us some homework. So I'm a big believer in action items. You know, so often I will read or listen to things and, you know, it resonates with me, but then I'm like, I don't know what to do first. Um, and so I'd love to know your one thing. If, you know, if what you've said has resonated and someone has recognized that podcasting may be a step that they want to take to help build and strengthen relationships, where would you suggest they begin? What's the first step? I think it's a self-reflection question. Am I prepared to do this well? Ah, <laughs> Am I prepared to do this excellently and see it all the way through to the follow through step? Um, and and sometimes that means getting help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's funny that you say that because that was definitely my process. I had an idea for this podcast, like I said, two years before we launched it. And, you know, I did kind of ask myself that question, like, you know, I, I've always lived by the motto of simply be amazing. Like if I'm going to do it, mm. I'm going to do it well, um, or I'm not going to do it at all. And asking myself that question, am I prepared, you know, to be amazing at this? And at the time, the answer was a hard no. Uh, <laughs> you know, it is, you do yeah. have to really be honest with yourself, like yes. committing to something every week. And, you know, and all like all the things, it was like, it was, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. And, you know, I had all these notes of like, I had a name and, you know, all these sorts of things. And the premise was always the fact that marketing is a hard gig and yes. it, you know, can often feel lonely um, in the role mm -hmm. because most others around you think they know marketing, but don't. And so wanting to be a help and yes. wanting to talk about all of the things that impact the person and not just the practice of leading marketing. So that was like always my premise. And I always knew this was a big topic. And, you know, then a year later, it kind of came up again. And, you know, it was like, ah, and it was the same thing. Like, are you prepared to be amazing at this? And it was like, mm, no. Yeah. And, you know, it really wasn't until we launched our book and kind of because we launched the book during the pandemic, we couldn't do like events and things like that to promote the book. So we kind of yes. went on the podcast circuit. And so, you know, it was on a lot of podcasts and most hosts were like, man, like you're a natural at this. You should really have a podcast. You should really have a podcast. And you know, then I was on one episode with my CRO and we chatted at the end with the host and, you know, literally as soon as he hit stop on, on the recording, he goes, so why don't you have your own podcast? Like literally <laughs> no great job. No, not, like first words out of his mouth was, so why don't you have a podcast? And I was just mm, like, so oh my good. God, this keeps coming up. Yes. Um, and, you know, we had some, like we stayed on for probably 40 minutes after that interview, just kind of talking about it. And then it was in that moment that it was like, okay, are you ready to do this and be amazing at it? And then the answer yeah. was yes. 
And, you know, within like four months, we had figured out all the logistics and all of the things. And, you know, we're now uh, 80 something episodes, 90. Yeah, 90 something episodes in. I should know the numbers. Uh <laughs> You're almost to 100. Like that is incredible. So yes. exciting. So, you know, it, it just is, is, I think that is a great place to start for people. And, yeah. you know, my advice to anyone who says no to that answer, that doesn't mean never, it may just mean not now. Um, Absolutely. In being able to, to tap into this as an opportunity to build relationships. Absolutely. I've, I've, I will tell you this, I have been wanting to take my own advice and start a show again. I had a show, I sunsetted it. It was good for a season. Um, and that's also a skill knowing when something should end, but I've been really, I have the premise. It sounds very similar. Have the premise. I know exactly what I want to do. It's simply as a small business owner, do I have capacity? Is this the best use of my time right now? Um, and the answer has been no, because I really need to focus on my clients. Um, and at some point this year, I think it's going to change. I think I will be able to have that capacity, but the capacity piece is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, just even just to sharing a bit more of my own experience, that was the big driving factor because I, you know, we're a small uh, consultancy and I play a dual role in leadership, but then I also do consulting for clients. And it very yeah. much was that same, do I put my energy here or do I put it with clients? And it was a, a bit of a risk. Um, you know, sure. it was definitely a calculated business risk in, in where to spend my time. But yeah. fast forwarding, you know, now at the end of last year, had a conversation like I knew my role was changing. I do less client work now and had a conversation with, you know, different leaders and consultants within the organization. And I asked them, like, if you had control over where this additional time you know, that I'm now going to have is going to go, what would you want me doing? Like where, how would you deploy me as a resource to benefit you personally and the business as a whole and doing more of this sure. was the only consistent answer I got from everyone. It was like, you are great at sharing, you know, your knowledge, the work that we're doing, how we're solving problems for people and that's what we need more of. And, and so, you know, it is one of those things that it is a, it, you do have to balance. And so now clients do get less of me. Um, mm -hmm. And I now only do a certain amount of, you know, some specific consulting work with the senior leaders, but it is so that I can do more of this. And it, you know, right. it was taking that leap of faith in trying, and it's not just the podcast, but taking the leap of faith and trying and making the investment to see, is it working? Should we, you know, double down our resource investment here? Sure. Like, and that is a hard thing because I have talked to people who have sunset their podcast and, you know, they've said yeah. the same thing, like knowing when, you know, it, a thing has run its course is yeah. just as hard as starting it. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, especially with podcasting, I think, I think it really is that capacity. Sometimes podcasts 
pod there's a term in the industry called pod fade they pod fade after like seven episodes so people start and they're like wow this is way more work than i thought it would be and and that's okay <laughs> but um the more you know beforehand the better because really podcasting is so much fun i'm sure you yeah experience this so much fun and it's so much work you don't want to pod fade after seven episodes you want to go to at least 50 100 episodes and then be like you know that was a good run i'm really proud of that but i hate that so many people talk about negative i hate that so many people like end their podcast before it even gets off the ground yeah yeah I remember when we were getting started, we um, we were we did work with a consultancy, and one of the stats they gave us was if we got to I think it was eleven episodes, that put us in the top twenty percent of podcasts. And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, what?" I was like, "That's not even a whole quarter. Like, you know, mm -hmm. three months is at least twelve weeks." And I was like, "So you mean to tell me most podcasts don't even make it three months?" And like the target listenership, I think was like 11 people in the first seven days. Like it was some really low number <laughs> yeah. that made you successful. So like getting into right. the top whatever, and I can't remember the percentages now, but it was like 81 listeners in the first week put you in this like creme de la creme of like podcast. And that blew my mind because in my head going in, I'm like, oh, we got to get 10,000 people listening to every episode. And then it was like, no, 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 that's, that's, you know, that'd be nice. Like, not that that's bad, but that is truly just the top 1% and not what, what the measure of success is. Um, right. So yeah, it's, right. it's been a really interesting journey and you're right. I do have so much fun. I learn so many things, like some uh -huh. episodes, it's hard to ask questions because my brain is processing what I'm learning. And I'm like, oh, I got this yes. idea. I got that idea. Um, yep. But yeah, so th this has been really, really awesome, Angela. I, I have enjoyed our discussion. I've learned some things for you um, or from you. Um, but unfortunately, that's our time for today. Um, but before we go, how can our audience stay connected with you and definitely give the shameless plug for Amplify Podcast. Tell us what you do. Thank you. Thank you. I am so whew, stumbling. I was, I was <laughs> going to start with where you can find me, but I'll start with Amplify. Amplify Podcasts. I'm the founder, executive producer, and we really help businesses develop relationships through podcasting. That's the tagline. I firmly believe in it. I think it's great. I primarily help B2B businesses start their shows. So it really is that creative partnership of what, where do I begin? What is this map? How do I even get started? Where do we start with the premise of the show? I really get to help dig in to businesses, understand how they help their clients, their customers. And then we get to do fun, like storytelling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get it off the ground. We get everyone in the recording studio, you know, virtually. Um, and we get to promote and get to uh, grow the audience and then follow through with those relationships. So it's this overarching, I get to help 
businesses with this path. And it's a blast. I mean, I, I, I am biased, but my clients are the best. <laughs> and I love helping them and working with them. So to stay connected, I am primarily on LinkedIn and I am trying to get more on Instagram. I love the gram, but I just don't know how many of my target audience is on the gram. So, um, but I keep trying. We'll see. We'll see how that goes, but you can find me mostly on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, we will make sure to link to both Amplify and your LinkedIn. Uh, so wherever you are listening or watching to this podcast, check the show notes so that you can connect with Angela. Um, and likewise, go back and listen to episode 66, where I talked to Rachel to continue the conversation around podcasting and how to tap in to podcasting for B2B brands. Um, well, Angela, thank you so much for joining me. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Same, Brandy. Thank you so much. And thanks everyone for joining us. I can't believe we're already at the end. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Revenue Rehab with your host, Brandy Starr. Your session is now over, but the learning has just begun. Join our mailing list and catch up on all our shows at revenuerehab.live. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Revenue Rehab. This concludes this week's session. We'll see you next week.